0: Hello from the fort. Welcome to Torres in the Middle, the podcast, a place where we sit down with various members of our community to learn about the people that make every space, classrooms to cafeteria, at Spanish Fort Middle School the amazing place that it is. I'm your host, Jacqueline Richardson. welcome to the show you are listening to toros in the middle the podcast and this is episode one today we are talking all things back to school with oliver sinclair principal of spanish port middle school
1: hello thank you for having me
0: so back to school has been in full swing um first week of school how about any changes or new things over the summer that we need to know about for students teachers and our community
1: there's a lot lots of things have changed of course um uh, first thing that came to my mind was we have a new PTA board and they'll be sworn in during the open house. Um, also, the students noticed yesterday upgrades to the gym bleachers. And that actually won't be complete until October. We have new seats and we have replaced seats. Uh, the new seats are the black seats on one side and then the replaced seats are the red seats. And uh, by October we will replace the red seats as well. will be all black seats, all brand new. In addition to that, there's a mechanical part of that where our bleachers will be able to retract and be rolled out automatically. That's going to be a big help for our PE department. So many students at Spanish 4 Middle School that can easily accommodate some space in the gym we were not able to do earlier. We also got new Chromebooks this year from the district, so they pushed those out. Uh, And we have new teachers in one new position. We have eight new teachers to Spanish Fort Middle School. I would invite anyone to go to our Facebook page for their introductions. We did some press conference-type introductions with them. That was a real neat and real fun way to welcome them to Spanish Fort. Also, we have new nurses in the health room. And an additional assistant principal, and that is Mr. John Fellingham. So happy to have him on board as well.
0: I loved your press conference with all the new hires. What were you looking for in the new hires that would make them a good fit for Spanish for Middle School?
1: All right. So I look for teachers who know their subject matter. Of course, that's important. And who are willing to create experiences in our classrooms for our students instead of lessons. And the idea behind that, I tell all of our teachers Students don't care what you know until they know you care. And so you've got to have people who are delivering this information uh, in a way that, uh, that will engage our middle school students.
0: Mm-hmm. So all this prep, with, it's been crazy with you being the fairy, the, what did you call yourself? The Leprechaun. The The
1: Leprechaun. leprechaun.
0: (laughs) So it's been crazy getting all the things ready for back to school. Um, One of my favorite things about Spanish Fort Middle's first day is the convocation. So tell us how that came about.
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, So the convocation, it's a term I I thought it was made up. I'd never heard it before. It actually means a formal meeting. And when I was an assistant principal at a high school, my principal, who was Don Blanchard, I'll give him credit for it, wanted to find a way to welcome freshmen who were typically booed and harassed at our first pep rallies. And, uh, you know, uh, that was a strange rite of passage to me. That was not done when I was in high school, but that's what our student body did. It was a terrible first experience. So the convocation was a way to have our student body welcome the freshman class before we had that first pep rally. We, we met on the first day. Uh, And and so when I came to Spanish Fort middle school, I thought it would be a good idea for our new sixth graders. It's a great way to start the school year. It helps us set the tone for our expectations as well as introduce our teachers. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, One of your favorite authors um, and mine, Todd Whitaker says, when is quoted as saying, when the principal sneezes, the whole school gets a cold, cold. What does this quote mean to you?
1: Okay, so what that means to me is that all roads lead to me. Um, <laughs> if there are issues or problems, ultimately I am responsible, and we're not perfect. You know, we're going to make mistakes, and you know, my job as the principal is to address those problems in a way that we don't make those mistakes again. And so, that's kind of my role. Uh, one of one of the most important roles I play at Spanish Fort Middle School.
0: So you talked about setting the tone and the expectations um, at the convocation. What are you hoping that teaching and learning looks like? Um, what are some things that you look for in the classrooms when you're there?
1: All right. So the first thing I look for are procedures. And, and procedures tell students what to do when they want or need to do something in a classroom. If it's done correctly, the classroom will be in order. The atmosphere will be conducive to learning. Um, I like to see teachers who are active, you know, if they're circulating, observing, And interacting with the students. And the last thing I look for is the uh, how our students are engaged and that they need to be engaged in meaningful activities that have a purpose and a direction related to our standards in the Alabama classrooms.
0: Many education experts and our legislature struggle to really define the mission of public education. How would you define it?
1: All right, I didn't have to think long about this question. It's to produce good citizens. That's always been My idea of what public education really is about, especially in the United States. I'm a fan of democracy, but democracy cannot work without a well-educated population. So it's our job to produce a well-rounded experience that prepares our students to function after high school.
0: That's that history teacher in you. Yes. (laughs) Um, How has teaching, speaking of you being a history teacher, how has the teaching profession changed since you first entered it?
1: Okay, technology. Without a doubt. Uh, and, you know, I thought about that. It was, again, not not difficult uh, to answer. We are the keepers, or we are not the keepers of information anymore. We used to be. Now everyone in the world has access to information. So our job is to monitor the development of our students and guide them in their learning journey. And that means face-to-face time is still important, and personal instruction is still needed. We can't just hand a computer to a student and say, there's the information, go get it. Um, technology has allowed us to expand and deliver differently with a more individualized approach than the traditional education so that those are some major changes in education over since I began
0: Mm -hmm. so tell us more about teaching and coaching Um, what led you to become a principal
1: well teaching is a unique profession and I tell our teachers this most of us entered this field because we were positively positively influenced by the teachers I don't know if many other fields can say that, but most of us in here are here because somebody else taught us or somebody else was a good administrator, a counselor, a coach. So I had a lot of great teachers and administrators and coaches who helped me throughout my life. Uh, certainly was a connection to the field. Also, I think there's a calling to work with students, especially at certain levels. Um, some people were born to work with young elementary age students, and others enjoy working with teenagers. I've been in both worlds, and there's things I like about each of them. Uh, But I feel like um, I'm where I'm supposed to be now, working with middle school students. Uh, Also, I enjoyed coaching and learned a lot working as a coach. Uh, Both, uh, you know, about the sports I coached, the students I coached, and also the people I coached with. I mean, those, those were some experiences as a coach that I always cherished. I gradually became interested. You, you were wondering how, and then how do you become mm-hmm. an administrator? I, I became interested in serving as an administrator really out of some conversations with my dad when I was teaching. I used to talk to him. He was an assistant superintendent in Stone County, Mississippi. So I'm giving him things from a, a teacher's perspective. And I remember he used to tell me to become a principal and institute those ideas. So I did, and I feel like I have. <laughs>
0: Okay. You are not on social media. What are, and everybody thinks that's crazy when we say that. So what are some ways that you connect with your school community and keep up with what's going on?
1: Yeah, I you know my goal's always been to be in the classrooms more. So last year I went to a training called the breakthrough coach and it's designed to make school administ- administrators more efficient. Um, Part of that design calls for me to schedule specific days for being in the classroom and then specific days for being in the office, and you have to do both. (laughs) Um, But by being in the classroom more, I can really embrace my role as an instructional leader and help my teachers improve. You know, one of the things that we talked about at that training is research is very clear that my presence or any administrator's presence alone, Now, I'm not saying I I don't even have to do anything. (laughs) I just have to be there, and teachers will be more effective. Students' behavior has changed, and test scores go up. So, again, my goal is to be out in the classrooms more. Uh, And and then to me, getting out in the halls and the classrooms with our teachers and students is a priority. That helps me stay connected and in the know with who I need to be connected with and who I need to know. Now, it's easy to spend an entire day in my office answering emails and problem solving from my computer. That's something that's changed over the years. But I think if you do that, you can quickly become disconnected from your school. Uh, But there's more. I was thinking about (laughs) the social media part of it, and I said as far as the other stakeholders, the people outside my building, maybe the parents and maybe some of the community uh, I do have a Twitter account that I'm trying to use more, and you're <laughs> helping me with that. Uh, I have also delegated people to keep our school website updated, our school Facebook page updated, and a daily email that has important current information that goes out to our parents. I will occasionally send out emails and phone calls uh, through our mass notification system. So those are some things that that we do from our school to get our story out to our stakeholders, sure. Um, more things I want to do this year. I, I learned this from another principal over the summer, they do this somewhere else. We call it a learn and walk, and that's where I'm going to invite Miss Shannon Colley, our board member, to come to our school. Now, we've always had an open invitation to our board members, but I had this conversation with her earlier, and she's very excited about the fact that I'm going to give her four dates that she has to come to my school. I'm going to expect her to come. And then we're going to learn and walk. We're going to walk around, and I'm going to talk about things that are going on while our students and teachers are here. And she can ask me questions, and she can learn some things. I'm also going to expand that to our other board members outside, not just Shannon Colley, but all or any of our board members will be invited on those days, and we'll call that a learn and walk. Now, that's one way to get, you know, Kind of make a connection with my board member that I thought was uh, was unique. You know, I mean, we've always talked about having them come and inviting them, and we do. And I've always said, anytime, any place. Uh, that means anytime, any place. Somebody should be able to walk into my school, and we're doing what we do. Right. You know, that there, we shouldn't have to go. Okay, tomorrow the board member's coming, so we better be great. No, we we should be great every day. And then if the board member happens to walk through our hallways, she sees what our students experience every day. Right. Um, one last thing, I plan on hosting several informal meetings that I will call a coffee and a conversation. And I'm, I'm going to be a little more available to do this with an additional administrator on campus. I'm very thankful to have three wonderful assistant principals who do great things for us. Uh, and this will allow me to do some PR work. I know sometimes people might want to come up here and ask questions or might want to learn something new or, or something that they didn't know about our school. So so every month, starting in September, I'm going to designate a date that's a coffee and a conversation and a time, probably about an hour, maybe two, in my library where uh, PTA is going to provide coffee and refreshments. And I'm going to be available along with someone from our school it might be you as a curriculum leader Mm -hmm. and so community members or parents may show up come down to the library sit down uh i might have you speak to them about what you do they can ask you questions and then i could talk about some current things going on at school right and then answer questions if they want to know things about the car line and why we (laughs) do the car line the way we do it um and that we actually people People who've been here for a little while know that we've tried to tweak it from time to time, and uh, it's very difficult. It's very challenging. we talk about the car line. There's mm-hmm. uh, just a lot of people coming in at one time. Yeah. Right? But we now have an SRO who's out there to help direct traffic. That's much needed and a lot of help. I've got more teachers out there in the morning than we had in the past. Uh, but it continues to be a challenge. And and so topics like that, anything that they want to talk to us about will be open I feel like that's a great way to reach out to our community and open our doors to them.
0: That sounds amazing. I'm sure our community will really appreciate having that opportunity to sit down um, and have coffee and speak with you. Tell me about some of the daily operations of the school. Um, things you've done since becoming principal of Spanish Fort Middle School.
1: I think hiring good people. I, I always think like that. That is kind of a lost uh, skill. You know, principals don't, people don't think about administrators as, as people who hire people. Recruiters. They're, yeah, recruiters. <laughs> so, you know, you know, coaches, I think Coach Bear Bryant said, "And you surround yourself with great people and you'll be great, you know, and that's what I try to do. You know, if I bring in great people, I get out of the way and then let them do their job. Uh, I think putting people in positions to succeed is another thing that um, I try to do. And then... The last thing, uh, and that is to develop a culture that mixes business with pleasure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we need to get the job done, but but we can have fun doing it. And I think that's been kind of my goal since I've been here.
0: I know that you are a big reader. Um, tell us about a book that you've read.
1: Okay, so the two books that I'm currently reading, I have not finished either one of them, but <laughs> I'm currently reading is Teach Like a Pirate. You brought that on board to us, and Attack of the Teenage Brain, okay? So so far, my takeaway from Teach Like a Pirate, there's there's two really great things. And I've been in education for 21 years, and one thing you know is you're always going to learn new things and, right. and things that I learned from 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 Teach Like a Pirate, and the author. You know, he's a teacher, so we're getting someone who is in the field. Right. Um, that we really want to make, we really want to create experiences in the classroom. Now that's not different than anybody who went to school. 50 years ago. It really is. If if people listening out there could think back their days when they were in high school and middle school and remember things that they enjoyed in the classroom, it probably was an experience. Right. So teachers have been doing this for a long time. It's just that finally I heard somebody put it in writing
0: mm-hmm. and actually
1: talk about it and say this is what we need to do. We need to create an experience and really basically trick our students into learning because, <laughs> you know, it ties into my other book, Attack of the Teenage Brain, which is based on a lot of brain research, mm-hmm. you know, and we tend to remember things when we have experiences. Um, the other takeaway from that so far, and a real strong believer in this is that, uh, you know, I have been guilty of this. I have been guilty of saying, well, I'm just not creative. Mm-hmm. You know, that person's creative, but I'm not. You see somebody who's creative in the classroom and say, boy, that is just, you know. And he talked about the fact that creativity is a lot of work. Right. Okay. So we can all work at things. So I really started to think about that. Well, what he said, tap into what your talent is. Mm-hmm. What, what is your thing? What is your connection with people? You know, I'm a movie buff. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much connect anything with the movie at some point in time. Right. And I did that in the classroom now. Going back to t- technology <laughs> it was different. I used to have to go to the old video stores, get the VHS, <laughs> queue it up, have the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt like that kind of made it relative right. to my students, whatever, whatever subject I was teaching. Uh, and uh, the other one was the teenage brain, attack of the teenage brain. And my takeaway from that was that uh, there are reasons our teenagers do some of the things they do. <laughs> and I've been at Spanish Fort Middle School for eight years, and I've observed some of the same behaviors from entirely different groups, which is why I was fascinated with the book when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um uh, the book actually was my author who wrote a book about brain research in general. And then he, I, I contacted them and I said, is he ever, he did one for infants. I said, is he ever going to do one for teenagers? Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, he had one in the works and it's out now. Um, and and I know that some of this can frustrate us as adults. You know, why do they behave? Or why do they do the things? Why can't they remember this? <laughs> why do they leave this here? Why can't they get their stuff together? And they're, I think I got some parents out there listening. There is some research that can explain why they're there, the why they're the way they are, why maybe they do some of the things they do, and believe it or not, we probably like that too. We've just forgot, <laughs> um, but that I think you know. Understanding that helps us better understand and work with our students. Mm-hmm. You know, to, for me, I need some reasons why they're doing some of the things <laughs> they're doing. And so the two books, again, Teach Like a Pirate and Attack of the Teenage Brain, highly recommend it to anybody <laughs> out there. Easy reads.
0: So you talked about being a movie buff, um, and you love to quote lines from movies. Um, if your life was a movie, who would play the lead role? Yeah.
1: Woody Harrelson. I didn't even hesitate. Uh, I, 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 I think he would play my role. He would be able to play me to a T. I'm pretty sure of it. So, uh, you know, but I don't know. Maybe there's some young, upcoming, you know, uh, actors out there. I don't know. If he's going to play me, he's probably going to have to. You know, that's, you know. he's going to look like me, you know, might lack some hair off of his head and be the right age. I am you know, in my late 40s. -hmm. So Woody Harrelson would be my pick.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with us. That was Oliver Sinclair, our principal. You can follow him on Twitter at Toro Principal. Um, Also be looking for coffee and conversation coming in September. Thanks for listening and have a great day.